It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 at the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Good afternoon, everybody, and happy Tuesday, and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. I am John Schmelke, is Howard Cross. The phone number for you is 201-939-4513, hashtag Giants chat. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It's only two days away, and the Giants have the honor of playing on Thanksgiving. Uh, and let's start there, Howard. <laughs> 1992, I believe you were involved in a Thanksgiving game that did not go so well. Uh, probably. 30-3, right? I think that was against the Cowboys. Am I right? right? I don't remember the score, but probably. I didn't like playing on Thanksgiving. <laughs> that was your only game, though, right? No other games? I don't remember. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't follow. I don't do the whole, oh, I can remember every play. I can barely remember like playing in games half the time. I think about my son mostly, so <laughs> it's, it's gone. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the Giants' challenges this week, Howard. Let, okay. Let's get right to it. Again, we'll open up the phones. We'll try to get to you early. We don't have a lot of time to take calls this week, so we'll try to get to you uh, early and often. And with Lance tomorrow, who knows when he's going to start taking calls. Oh so, we'll, so we'll make sure we get to you today if we can. For at such a short guy, he's very long-winded. 201-939-4513. Oh, Howard, you're funny. <laughs> you just can't help yourself. But, yeah, I, I, love but it. I enjoy it, so it's okay. Um, all right, first things first, Howard. Brian Dable talked to the media today. Mm-hmm. The only two guys he was willing to rule out due to injury were Dory Jackson and Daniel Bellinger. Okay. Bellinger, the eye still. Jackson, the knee. He suffered mm-hmm. on the punt return mm-hmm. uh, against the Lions last week. So I'm going to go through the list here okay. on the injury report just to give you an idea of, of, of who the names are. Salomon put these out yesterday. I will try to bring these up very quickly because we do not have the official injury report yet. Okay. But in terms of yesterday, limited in practice were Evan Neal, who's trying to come back from that knee injury, yeah. and Jason Pinnock. He hurt his jaw in the game last week, the safety. Then you have, did not practice yesterday, but again, Dable says, all these guys I'm listing here, it's going to go up to the game day, and we'll see who can go and who can't. Basically, all game time decisions. Mm-hmm. Josh Azudu, left guard, neck. John Feliciano, center, neck. Right tackle, Tyree Phillips, neck. And no, I don't know what's up with all the neck injuries. Well, uh, I saw a lot of them on the field goal. I know you did. They get hit and they come out holding their neck. I'm like, what in the world is going on? They need to bring back the old neck rolls. <laughs> them big-ass pads. Yeah. You, know, the one you couldn't get your head down. You're, you're, you couldn't even move your head. You had to turn your whole body to catch the ball. Like, here it comes. <laughs> uh, it's very funny. Uh, Richie James' knee. The other starting cornerback, Fabian Moreau, it's no longer being called a rib injury. It's now being called an oblique injury. So that's you know that's the old that's, pitching baseball injury, like a worse. muscle down here. And that's worse. You would rather have a bruised rib than have that? Yeah. Yeah, because, a, because you can just play through muscle, the pain on the bruised rib, A muscle's rib, right? a muscle. You can't really do much with a muscle, right. especially those small muscles in your, in your sides and ribs. And you just have to wait from the heel, right, pretty much? Unfortunately. And I believe that's everyone. So the challenge here, Howard, is that, you know, it's all walkthroughs this week. So if you're going to have a new configuration of offensive linemen, aside from the snaps they got together in the game on Sunday, they're not going to really have much time to work together. And a guy like Nick Gates, let's say he's starting at center. Well, he wasn't here in camp. He was still on the injured list. So Nick Gates probably hasn't taken many snaps at all next to Feliciano. 
Net, let alone, you know, Zudu or whoever else is going to be a left guard. And then we'll see what happens at the right tackle. So I guess that's the first place I'll start against the Dallas front. Lead the league in sacks. They A lot of stunts and twists. You got to communicate. To me, that's kind of challenge number one here. Can this offensive lineman get together and, and get right for this really tough run on Thursday? I would say that out of all the players that are coming back, going and coming, I would, I would have a lot more faith in Nick Gates. Uh, you had him in the game as the uh, third tight end. A lot the the big tight end blocking, he has that ability. He's been so he's been in the position where he's chasing a smaller guy and blocks a lot, which mm-hmm. means he had to be you know moving that laterally and getting his feet going quicker because those guys are pretty fast out there. They don't want some big 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 heavy set dude falling on them. So he's been chasing them <laughs> down and, and he's been he's been pretty good at. It. He's been super active. And I had a chance to talk to Nick yesterday. He said his leg felt fine off the game. Yeah, like so, he felt good. So so with that being said. I think if he can, quote-unquote, keep all the calls, uh, and once he has the calls and, and Danny and him are on the same page with identifying who's coming, who's not coming, he'll be able to you know, n- navigate the, the twist and all that stuff because he'll have his feet and being outside and having to move more will be put him in a better position. Okay. So it, it, it kind of made him more athletic for from a standpoint of being out there. He okay. had to be athletic out there, so – Confining him in a space and having him make quicker, quick decisions won't be as bad, I don't think. And he's a mentally sharp guy. He's yeah. worked with Daniel before with yeah. the center exchange, so that that, yeah. so, that, that, that I, should all be think okay. That, that he'll be able to like when the when the guy comes inside. If, they, if only if they hit him first, will he have? I think will be the issue. Like if you hit him first, he'll engage. Him trying to leave a guy to come to the second guy it will be interesting. I think that's what teams are going to try to do to him first to see if he can handle it. But I think he's got the quickness for it because he was just out there doing it. He was having to bump off two guys, going up to the second level, chasing a corner, chasing a safety, a linebacker half the time. So, yeah, he's going to have some quickness that he didn't wasn't really used to having before. All right, I'm going to go old McLaughlin group style. <laughs> Issue two, quarterbacks could have no starters. Howard Cross, is that a problem? <laughs> that's, a st- that, that's a problem. I, I think it's a problem because you got, uh, what's his name, uh, Lamb out there. He could – Lamb's a good player. Uh, they're going to look for him. Uh, it could be a positive for us in, in the aspect of where we played against uh, Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers neglected the run because the starting corner was out, and he started throwing at the other right. corner. And like the corner stepped up and made plays. So if 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 the if the if the uh, offense coordinator in Dallas all of a sudden says, "Hey, look, they ain't got corners. We're going to go after these corners early and often." Could be a could be a thing in the favor of the Giants. And you're looking at Darnay Holmes, Nick McLeod, or Darius Williams. And yeah. again, we'll see. Fabian Morrow has a shot, but yeah, but we'll the, see. It, it'll, it'll just make it easier for us to cover guys. You can double guys coming out of the backfield and all that stuff. It'll be easier for them to, if they neglect the run to go at the pass. It's easier for the Giants, believe it or not. Right, because the Giants' run defense has not exactly been a strength yeah, this year. It just it would just be so much easier and so much better if that was happening. Exactly. <laughs> Issue three, okay. can the Giants run the football? Two th- out of the last three weeks, they couldn't. Can they this week? I think what's going to happen this week as opposed to the other weeks is that Daniel will be back involved in running the ball. For whatever reason, he, did, he didn't take the ball out of, his, out of the stomach of, of Saquon. I think it's more because of the numbers kind of said that, hey, they can't stop the run. So they were like, they're going to try to force the issue. And I, I – Kind of felt like after the fourth or fifth time with them stopping him, I'm like, let me let me run it. And he was testing it, and generally speaking, I didn't see anybody out there. There wasn't anybody looking at him. That's, that's how funny it was. It's like 
it's kind of like they were saying, Darren, like, hey, look, if you want to run it, go ahead and run it. And what makes the run for the Giants more viable is the ideal that the quarterback can come out the backside. So you kind of have to – you can't bring that guy from the backside to chase the play. I think, you know, you know the little switch up in the offensive line – kind of hurt early on because you know there were some new guys not new guys but guys that hadn't been on the field for a while they got they got beat right off the bat and you can see it and it you know once you get beat once it changes the play from second and five second and four to second and ten second and twelve you can't have that no question about it um i think those are issues and then you go to the other side of the the ball howard and you know the Cowboys' defense, just to continue on this theme, mm-hmm. they've had stop, issues stopping the run. You know, 200 yards to the Bears three weeks ago, 200 yards to the Packers two weeks ago. So, for me, and you tell me if I'm crazy, the path, sometimes there are multiple paths to victory. Mm-hmm. For me this week, the path to victory, it's a wide road, but there's only one road. <laughs> and that road's running the football. <laughs> You know, this Cowboys defense is one of the best pass defenses in the league. They're mm-hmm. one of the best pass rushing teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Brian Dable just said it at his press conference. If you get in the third and long or if you're playing from behind against this Cowboys team, they run all those stunts and twists and everything. Mm-hmm. It could get ugly fast. Yep. So, for me, if the Giants cannot run the ball in this game, and again, it can either be Saquon or Daniel Saquon and Daniel, mm-hmm. one of them's got to run. Really, and, really well, and all the other backs as well. I think, three to all that, but they I, I, have to if they I, want to win. I this think game. that there's going to be somebody that's going to have to be dedicated to Daniel, which is going to spread the defense out a little bit. I think that it, what was effective when they were running and crushing guys, having the, all the big guys in there at the same time. I don't know if we have enough big guys to do that anymore. <laughs> so it's just it's a lot of issues that 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 we that we look at. I, if it were me trying to run the ball. I would kind of spread them out a little bit. I would, you know, I'd make the quote unquote quarterback part of the the, the RPO really, really look at it. I would uh, put the ball in Saquon's in belly. As I pull it out, I would have a guy checking out into the flat over over the guy. So if you're coming up to hit Saquon and you're coming up trying to stay to hit me, that pass goes right over the top. You'd have to have all three spots of the RPO covered. And that's what I would be really focusing on. And I'd make it a true RPO kind of moment to make them have to play three spots as opposed to, all right, we just got to check Daniel to make sure he doesn't run out the backside. <laughs> we can gang up on Saquon. And if they had more than eight men in the box, somebody is going to have to be like, hey, look, I'm going to be your guy. Whether, right. whether it's Slayton, whether it's any number of the guys that I can't remember their name as the other receivers. Isaiah, well, like, there's a reason. Yeah. Isaiah Hodgins, yeah. Kenny Galladay, go yeah. through the list. So, I mean, so like, if somebody else is going to James. Somebody else is going to have to step up and be – Another viable option. It can't just be, it can't just be um, Slayton. I think the tight ends are going to have to be, you know, could be a part of the option. But you can't have the quote unquote pass catching tight end as the only option as the tight end. All the tight ends have to be an option. Even when the even when the down lineman they put in, you may have to put an option in just to get him a quick little toss to the outside, mm-hmm. a little flip to him to make it harder on the defense. Now you. You stole my issue five, which was going to be the Giants wide receivers. Mm-hmm. You figure they're going to put Trayvon Diggs on Slayton for most of the game, right? Yeah. Now, Diggs has been known. He can bite on some double moves. He's mm-hmm. a little aggressive. Maybe Slayton can get behind him for a big play. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll see if Richie Jameson go in the slot. If he can't, I mean, I don't know who your slot guy is. Because Hodges and Sills are more outside receivers. Maybe they bring up. Um, Polk or uh, uh, Khalil Pimpleton from the practice squad. Like, there are options here, Howard, but 
You're getting pretty deep into the depth chart here. Some guys that can play outside, but those really are, are your two primary yeah, slots. Yeah, we, we, we have a team full of guys that we don't know a lot of and not a, not don't not know a lot of and don't know don't know a lot about as far as their actual field performances. And I and I don't mean that as for their stats, but we don't know, hey, have how far along are they into the system? How far along can they be counted on? Uh, and right now Slayton is the guy, the go-to guy. And everybody else is kind of getting there. They're starting to get a little bit better. Hey, Galladay had two catches last week. Yeah, they're, everybody's starting to come around a little bit more every week. But I don't think I'm missing. And Marcus Johnson's another guy, but again, he's more of an outside receiver. Yeah, but you, you just don't have. You got to have guys that are going to do it. So, and and and, and I hate to say it, that, that <laughs> uh, Gage, Gage, he he may have to be that slot guy to tight end. Might be. And yeah. Robert Robert Forster, another guy in the practice squad, but he's again, he's a bigger guy. He's like six yeah. two one nine. So and, and, and Alabama but, guy, by the way. Yeah, and and but. Uh, Gage is a big guy, right? But he, but that's the middle of the field. He could, he could work from that middle of the field stuff as a slot guy. You, you basically, you're going to be on a smaller guy when you're running those routes. If he can do it, that might be your, that might be your ticket. All right, let's get to it. As a reminder, before we get to your calls here at two zero one nine three nine four five one three, go out there and subscribe to the Giants Little mm-hmm. Podcast. The podcast features a rapid reaction right after each game with one of our analysts. An episode midweek featuring an interview with a national analyst. Uh, we don't have one of those this week because it's a short week and there's no. no time. But Bob Papa did do a one-on-one with Eli Manning, reminiscing about the 2011 game against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Stay with me, John. Thank you. I got to drink some water. I got a frog in my throat here. Well, um, that was the JPP block field goal game in 2011 I in remember. Dallas. Yep, yep. So that's a good podcast. Go check that out. And then, of course, coming up later today, by the time you listen to this, it might be up. It's our kind of our usual Friday podcast. Me and Mark Lewinsky, uh, Lance, and Paul talked to Brad Sham, voice of the Cowboys, and Bob Papa with uh, head coach Brian Dable. Make sure you go check that out. All right, let's go to the phones, 201-939-4513, as I chug some water. And <laughs> Jeff is in Maine. He'll lead us off. Hey, Jeff. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, enjoying the show. Jeff, you're saving um, John. I, he's, I got he's choking here. a quick follow-up question. I'm hearing like an echo, but anyway, <laughs> I got a quick follow-up question about Nick Gates. Um, if John Feliciano is able to go, do you think they might start Nick Gates as the left guard? No, Nick Gates would start at center if Feliciano can't go. He said if Feliciano can go. No, I mean, if, if Feliciano can go, would they move Gates to guard? No, we haven't seen any signs of that yet. Usually it's been Azuto or Lemieux over there, so that would be a surprise for me. It, 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 look, at this point, with the way everything looks right now, you need as many healthy bodies as possible. I wouldn't rule it out um but it, it i wouldn't say yes because i think gates is is kind of tagged to be the center but he can be a utility guy he can move to a couple spots yeah i mean if you need him i, yeah. I it just doesn't seem like he's in the mix there right now based on what we've seen well if the zoodoo's hurt though and it's a competition between him and um uh the other guy there did, did he beat him out you think would he beat Lemieux? You know, the guy that played the first half of last week. Well, I mean, would you say that he did a better job last week if that was like an audition? Yeah, I mean, he didn't play left guard. He played center. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't well, know. Yeah, the, Jeff, I, mean, I, I don't know the answer to that. We have not seen. We we're not allowed okay. to watch practice, yeah, and it's, it's so a we shuffle. don't know how much Gates has even worked at guard in practice. So, I honestly, right. I, I cannot give yeah. you an educated answer to that question. The shuffle, the okay. shuffle is constantly on for the offensive lineman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. Right. Well, okay. Basically, I just I have a uh, I'd like to make a case for making uh, Gary Brightwell the punt returner, just because I think he's really good at securing the ball. Okay. Well, it's also a very different skill. Like if you've never caught punts before, 
it's much different than catching kickoffs. I mean, it's almost two completely different skills. Uh, it's going to be Richie James, and if Richie James can't go, my guess is that it's going to be Darnay Holmes. That's who. That's okay. who we've seen work there. Maybe like right. a guy like Cleo Pimpleton, who did do it in Detroit. If you watched Hard Knocks, yeah, he did punts there, and they bring him up if James can't go. Maybe it'll be him. But Howard is shaking his head, and at this point, look, I'm always one to say it's football. Use who you have, and if you get hurt, you get hurt. But they're damn near out of quarterbacks here, and yeah, they, it's, it's almost they, like they, emergency red zone right, here. It is. It is. I'm telling you, it's all. It the 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 basket is almost empty. <laughs> and I don't know who, wow. they have else, who else they have on the practice squad to bring up at, at corner, which is a scary thing. And then I'm like, I don't know if you can risk another guy that plays a lot of downs at the spot. You may have to bring up Pimpleton. To, yeah, to Terrell Burgess would be the guy they added a couple weeks ago at corner. And then Zion Gilbert, who was here all summer, would okay. be the other corner. So we have two left. Yep, on yeah. the practice squad. Well, so. I, I was just thinking, though, if Whitewell can get some practice catching it, you know, um, I mean, what good is catching it if you can't secure it? And I didn't think James was really good at securing it. But right. I guess my question. Well, remember, remember uh, though, just remember, Jeff, you have to catch it before you can secure it. Yeah, that's well, that's true. That's true. I know. But that's it's, true. it's a lot. It's a lot harder to catch because the ball is usually, if especially if it's a punt, punt, and if right. you're and if you're not used to catching punts. They're going to punt it to you. And, and there's a lot of guys running past you. You're man, looking down. It's, 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 it's it ha- hard. That has nothing to do with it. It's the spin of the ball. It's like catching a long pass is dropping down, nose down at you, whereas the the tumbling ball is easier because you're going to catch it usually on the sides. Yeah, I, mean, I've t- I mean, t- I've talked to some special teams coaches where there are some guys, though, that, you know, it's, it's almost like you're, like, looking for the safety to hit you. Yeah. Except you're waiting for the gunners to hit you yeah. when you – it feels like that punt is in the air for about and, 40 minutes. And they don't and, – and for, and for whatever reason, and I've watched it even in college, the halo rule is over. Guys they are get run, really close, right? Guys are running right up against you. And they're brushing you as they go by, and yeah. they're not supposed to be able to do that. So I've seen that too. I and agree. if you're not secure with catching it, and if you got to move at all, like it could, like it could literally come down and shoot between your elbows and hit the ground, and you wouldn't be able to even lock your arms to catch it. It's pretty hard. To okay, do. yeah, good, good point. But <laughs> I guess one thing I noticed is that wouldn't it be a good policy, or at least prudent, to if you're about to get hit after you've caught the punt, cover it up with two hands. I didn't, you know, two ones. I didn't really it see would, James do it that. Would, it, it, it thank does, you, Jeff. Yeah, thank you. So, so basically, the, the the thing with James is he's running, trying to get extra yards, getting hit, and he's fumbling the ball. That's what we've seen in the last two games. Uh, prudent to cover with two hands, yes. All that's a good yes. The problem is that once you elect, and I do mean elect, because you have to, <laughs> you have to choose to return the ball. You just got guys flying down the field at you at full speed, and you have to make the miss. If they tackle you, it has to be like a side tackle or someone dragging you down. A guy who hits you full speed, or if a guy has you in the grasp and he's not really pulling you down, the next guy that comes in to hit you. Oh, he's going after the ball, bro. He's coming in full. He's not even slowing down. He's just going to try to put his helmet on the ball, and you'll be trying to crumble up. And you just have to be – you can put two hands on it. You can wrap your legs around it at the same time. It's a hard thing to do when, when you're in that position. So I, I think that the old days of, like, punt returns is just hard. Like, we had the first punt return for a touchdown this year. That's crazy, isn't it? it, it just, it's just a different world. And Quero Patterson got his kick return for a touchdown, too. Yeah. Set the all-time record for kickoff yep. returns for a touchdown. Yeah, different world that, we, that we've, put the, we've put this in – uh, because of concussions and everything, we tried to make the, the game safer. And guys are told, like, you know, a punt returner could be dangerous 
Or he, he could be dangerous two ways. Dangerous to the opposing team and dangerous to his own. 201-939-4513. Let's go back to the phones and say what's up to John in Cape Cod. Hey, John. Hey, John. Hey, Howard. Hey, John. Uh, just want to say thank you for these great shows and happy Thanksgiving. Oh, happy and Thanksgiving. Howard, Howard, I have a personal message for you from family. Okay. And the message is you are a really good football player, but your daughter's a great lacrosse player. <laughs> and that's from that's from Emily and Abigail Reed, my sister's two <laughs> nieces. Yeah, she she's pretty she was a pretty good lacrosse player. She was pretty dominant. She played at Alabama or no? They don't have lacrosse at Alabama. They don't have lacrosse at Alabama, <laughs> no, really. She stopped playing lacrosse, believe it or not. Her, oh, wow. uh, her after her sophomore year in high school, she she kind of felt like the coach wouldn't play in her enough, and she's like she didn't play her at all actually. And I and I was like, then the parents wanted me to say something to the coach. My daughter uh, said, if she wants to win, she'll play me. If she doesn't, she won't. <laughs> that I know where she got that from. She and, got that from you. And after her sophomore year, she goes, I'll just go play golf. I'm like, just like that? She goes, just like that. And she walked over and joined the golf team. They won a state championship. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't mess with her when it comes to athletics. I'm like, good job, kid. Good job. Your son on the other That's a shame because Emily is a terrific lacrosse player, and he said that your daughter was really good. Yeah, she was She was pretty special when she played. I was, I was very excited to watch Why her. Why did they play her? I, again, I'm – don't know much about lacrosse <laughs> and all i can say is i say hey, just go out there and do like your brother does you know lead everything and blah 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 and from what i understood at the moment that it was happening it was more of hey why are you running out in front of everybody get back here in the group so we can do this together she's like what and she was very defiant and like pick it up let's go let's get after it and they weren't doing it so there was a lot of there was a lot of we don't see eye to eye on things kind of in her mind. I got you. Yeah, so I I didn't want to like bother her with it. I All mean. right, John, what else you got for me? <laughs> yeah, no, well, very very quickly with the Giants, uh, you know they're they're going to be lining up to try and stop Barkley again. I just hope that you know he's a damn good pass receiver. Maybe they can work some screens to get him out on the edge the way the 49ers do with Christian McCaffrey. I think the the Giants, with all these injuries, the Cowboys get lucky every Thanksgiving with stuff like this. But uh, I think the Giants will be in the game if they can limit the turnovers, which is what killed them last week. Hmm. Um, also, also, I hope Wink was watching closely because I thought that that Detroit, defensive play where they dropped the Hutchinson out of the end spot into the middle. I, I said this on yesterday's show, but the last time I saw that, Pittsburgh used it and had a lot of interceptions because the James quarterback Harrison, right? usually mm -hmm. doesn't see the guy. Nah, I got you, John. Thanks for the call, pal. So zone blitz is used by almost every team. I think the Giants do it every game as well. I think that Hutchinson – Another phenomenal athlete. Just, yeah, what a catch. He steps up into the line, almost engages the, the, the offensive tackle, and then starts going backwards. And in a backwards sprint, jumps and catches the ball and brings it down. 
uh, better than a DB. <laughs> Unbelievable. It was very nice. And it wasn't like it was a soft toss. It was it was coming out. It was did, humming. Speaking of Steelers, did you see the play TJ Watt made on interception Same. over the weekend? His was even more yeah, impressive. Yeah, because the guy was pushing him down. Pushing he him down. It? He put his hands up and snagged it out of the air. So I'm like, yeah, these guys get to be better and better and better. Like J.J. Watt was one that yeah. always did that. It's funny. Brian Dable referred. He goes, you know, I, I call edge players skill players now because yeah. that's what they are. That, yeah. that, that's what that is. Yeah, you're getting guys that – could be I, he could be a tight end. He probably was a big receiver. He probably was a big whatever. And all of a sudden, he's out there rushing the passer. And like you can't throw it over him unless you throw it really high over him. And there's no reason to think he's there. Oh no! At the snap, there's no, no reason to no. think. No. Thibodeau will have one of those probably in the next few weeks. Somebody's gonna try to throw it over his head. He's gonna reach up and snatch it down, and he's gonna run it back. And you're gonna be like, what the? It's just you can't throw the ball over those guys' heads. That they're, they're they're built to they built like like basically powered or. Power forwards or yeah, small are. forwards, and they—that's what they—they—they're looking for that. Or tight ends. I mean, yeah. edge rushers are kind yeah. of built like the modern edge rusher is two hundred forty pounds. It's yeah. kind of like you know, yeah. tight ends are now down to like two twenty-five. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, they, those are as close as you're going to get. No yeah. question, Howard. Uh, hey, Giant fans, are you looking to go attend the next game at MetLife Stadium? Well, it's the second legacy game on December fourth against the Washington Commanders. The Giants will be in their throwback uniforms from the 80s and 90s looking like Howard Cross when they host Washington. The stadium will be branded in throwback designs, the Red Ed Zone. You'll have an exclusive collectible pennant for the first 30,000 fans in attendance. Limited tickets are available. Visit Giants.com slash tickets to secure your seat today. And don't forget, while you're there online, to go download the Giants official connected TV streaming app, Giants TV. It brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV. Roku and Amazon Fire TV and the Giants mobile app. Stay with me, John. Stay with me. Every week, my kid brings some new cold back from (laughs) daycare. It's never ending. He's starting to sleep through the night again, thank God. We're on like a week where he's going like eight or nine hours at a time. Oh, my God. Thank God. (laughs) Listen to me. Little kids, little problems. Big kids, big problems. Missing a little sleep ain't bad, but you know where they are. That's okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Missing sleep a lot of days in a row, though, that it, accumulates, it, my friend. It will accumulate also when they get no, older. I know. I know. What I'm going to do, I'm going to hire you to follow my daughter around, is what I'm going to do. Do whatever you want to, Wombi. I'm telling you, bro. I would take care of this Ooh. guy for me. I want him out of here. I'm sweating now just even thinking about stuff like that. Let's go to bed. And, 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 and your kid's like miles away. Yeah. I can only imagine what that's like. I'm going to a concert tonight, Dad. Like, Luckily, you have all your spies at Alabama keep an eye on her for you. But she goes to concerts everywhere, out of state, constantly. <laughs> just, get, we're, we're gone. Like, okay. Getting out of Howard Cross's intelligence <laughs> network. Uh, let's go to Mark in Chicago. He's up next. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. What's up? No hey, problem. I have a couple of questions. One about the wide receiver thing, and then I have a question for Howard about coaching. Um, yeah, you know, I just had knee surgery, so I didn't have a chance to watch the game or, or listen to yesterday's show. Mm-hmm. But. You know, the wide receiver situation seems to be pretty dire. Um, is this the point where you go to Kenny Galladay and say, hey, Kenny, you've been in the doghouse, and this is your chance. You know, we need you. The team needs you. And also, secondly, looking at it more long-term, does this maybe say, you know what, maybe we, we need to make a run at Odell? All right, to two parts of that answer, Mark. And, and again, uh, thanks for the call, and I hope you're feeling better with your name. Yeah, definitely that. Uh, you can leave on Pearson if you didn't cut him off yet. Um, one, 
they basically said that to Kenny Galladay two weeks ago when he got back from his injury. I mean, he played every first half snap. They put him in the game, and he, he had the bad drop, and then they pulled him out again. So, sure, but we've kind of been there already, right? And this, this is the Kenny Galladay thing from an actual view of Kenny Galladay, and this is no slight to anyone. Kenny Galladay is a, was a good player at Detroit. He was a really good player, but his last year at Detroit, he was injured. Hip injury. Yep. Yeah, he was hurt pretty bad. So he's coming back and recovering from the hip injury to the Giants. He comes back to the Giants. The team puts in a lot of money into Kenny and a lot of players trying to go to the playoffs and, and win. When they do that, they, they kind of mortgage their future for a minute because they're like, we got enough players right now to get it done. Sure. Doesn't work. GM's gone. Coach is gone. Everybody restarts. Kenny's here, still talented for whatever he's talented with. Still has the contract he still, was given. Doesn't matter about the contract. Still talented for whatever. Just listen. Still has talented for whatever talent that he has. Mm -hmm. But I didn't select him. I didn't bring him in. I didn't give him the contract. So it's not my job to make him be this person that all the fan base wants you wants him to be. Now I'm sure Dable, Coach, you know Shane. And everyone is like hoping and pulling for him, but at the same time, that's like you know we you know we're we're working with a guy that we didn't bring in, and we're doing the best we can to get everything we can get out of him. And the fans keep going, isn't it time for him to do something? You got guys who didn't bring him in, saddled with trying to get the best out of him, and we don't. I don't know what the best is out of Kenny. I don't know. Like I said. He was he was hurt hurt so much so that he couldn't play at all with that hip injury. He kind of recovered, came back the following year. Uh, with the, uh, he signed with the Giants. Everybody's like, okay, he's gonna be great. And I'm like, hey man, so I don't mean no harm, but wasn't he, wasn't he hurt last year? And everybody's like, oh, he's gonna be great. Fifty fifty pass catcher. He's the great fit. I'm like, okay, well, fifty fifty means you're not really open. So if he was hurting his hip, how far along is his hip? How like what's the recovery mm -hmm. process? All these other things that are, that are factors in my mind. I don't question him in. I don't question that he's trying as hard as he's trying every play. I don't question anything about what he's doing. Contract, nothing. He's deserved to get every dime you can get. That's it's a short-term career. But I don't know what kind of commitment they have to have to him. They got to figure out how to win, and they got to hope that he can become something that's more than serviceable. All right. But, Second part of your question was about Odell. To me, <laughs> look, the guy had his ACL surgery, Howard, on February 23rd. Mm -hmm. February 23rd. We are almost at exactly the nine-month mark. I, I don't mean any harm. And I, and I, no, and just tell if, the truth. If Odell can hear me, <laughs> sit out for the entire year. Do not yeah. come back to any team. You are playing with your career if you go to any team. And I know that he want, he want to, he's going to want to come back. He's going to want to contribute somewhere. But is it the same knees hurt twice? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, another knee surgery on that knee, you can wrap it up. I mean, you can keep trying to come back, but you're basically wrapping it up, and you're paid to be explosive and quick and beat guys down the field and be open forever. And if you can't do that, you can't do that. You only got you only got one body. Make sure you get the most out of it while you, while you have it. I think what he's thinking, though, too, is that he's made the point that he wants to sign the next contract to be a long-term one that he sticks with the team he's going to go to. Yeah. So I think he feels pressure. I'm just looking at it from his perspective, right, mm. what he's thinking. He wants to show teams that he has a lot left in the final month of the season, three, four games, however many games he plays. So then when you get 
to the spring, he might be able to get a larger contract. Because I think, look, don't put a lot of money into crypto. It didn't go so well. I think he. I think this is financial related too here a little bit. Again, I don't know anything about that part of it. All I can say is you're you're like everybody that's super talented gets multiple shots. If you sit out this year and then you come back, you can sign a one year deal or a three year deal when you come back. Y'all get the most you can and put it heavily incentivized. You can do all of that when you come back. But if you go out in this last month of the season and play and something happens to you. You're toast. Yeah. That's pretty no, much that's it. that's fair. Yeah. 100%. I'm, I'm, that, not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm that, just saying the way he's thinking, that's what he's thinking, you know, I think. You know, the pressure is pressure. Pressure busts pipes. Yep. What else do you got, Mark? Well, thanks for the, thanks for the detailed answers on that. Mm-hmm. Um, my second question is, uh, I know Jonathan Casillas talked about this, and I think, Howard, you did too, that when you played – you didn't really talk about getting to the playoffs. You know, you went week to week. And if you look at Joe Judge and the way Dable is doing it, hey, we're not talking about playoffs. We're looking at our process. Every week we need to work on what we need to improve on and get better and focus on this game. Yep. Now, if you went back and looked at the very first um, uh, scene from the Arizona Hard Knocks show, you got Cliff uh, Clingsbury sitting up on the stage talking to his players, the whole team. He shows a slide. It shows where they are in the standings. And his next slide is their next three opponents. Mm-hmm. And he says, if we win two of the next three, we'll be playing for first place in week four. And this is like totally the opposite of what That's interesting. Um, you guys have talked about. So is this the sign of a desperate man or a coach who really isn't that experienced? I mean, I just thought it was totally opposite of what we've been hearing about how the Giants approach things. Well, it's it's coach to coach, really. It has nothing to do with um, – I always looked at it because you can't control tomorrow. You can only control what you're doing at the very moment you're doing it. So looking ahead to a team that you want to beat a big game, a Monday night game, a Thursday night game, or a chance to beat someone to get in the playoffs or starting to cut off the season always got me in trouble because it never worked out the way you wanted to. We've had coaches in, our, in, in this building – that broke the season down into quarters when it was sixteen games. Yeah, and like Coach Coughlin did yeah, that. How, how many? How did we do in the first first quarter? How did we do in the second quarter? But it was never, hey, look, if we can win this many games going yeah, forward, yeah, or like in three weeks, if we beat this team, yeah, then we're yeah. yeah it's no. never that. So did you put, ever have a coach do that? Like like put like no, the upcoming he, schedule. And he like, would just say like, here's the first quarter, here's the second quarter. Okay, we're at halfway part of the season. We have this many games left. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna play it as a mini season. Every game. That's all. It. That's all they would say. They would do it that way. Cliff. Cliff is probably doing it to not not so much. He's trying to show the players maybe what's going on, what what the process could be. He's also doing it because there are cameras there. So you think? a lot of the stuff that you do, you're doing because the cameras are on you. Because it's like you 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 need content, and they and the producers are asking you like, okay, so what would you do in this situation? <laughs> what are you looking at down the road? And the producers sit in a room with them and talk to them like, okay, so, hey, look, you guys got this many games left. How many of these games do you think you can win? And he's sitting there and he's going like, well, you know, if we, if, if we stay healthy, if, 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 if Murray gets back, we got a shot at this one because of this, we got a shot at this one because of this, blah, 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 blah. It's like that, the, what, what everyone else does, what fans do. And he just put it on the air. But the reality of it is that's not usually the message you tell the team because the team can't look that far ahead. If you can, if you look past whoever's playing in front of you that day, you can get in trouble. You can get embarrassed by a team that 
you should you should have crushed. Yeah, and it just happens. Mark, anything else? No, that's it. You know, it's interesting. You know, you've had injuries, but you know, if they could win two of the next three, they'd be at the top. Well, they've lost the first two. I know they've had injuries, but anyway, thanks for your perspective, guys. Thanks for calling, Mark. Happy no Thanksgiving, problem. buddy. 201-939-4513. We have a couple open lines, folks. You want to get mm-hmm. in, get in, talk some football with us. Let's go to Marty and Manahawk, and he's up next. Hey, Marty. Hey, John. How you doing? Uh, it's. I was just curious uh you brought up Odell before. What was what was the last contract that we gave him? That Gettleman gave him. Would you remember what the uh, uh, five, parameters were? Five for eighty, five for ninety. I have to look up the exact numbers, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Is that it? I, that is a long time and ago. That, <laughs> and that was and that was in 2017, right? Uh, I will tell you, 2018, he signed a five-year, ninety million dollar contract. I thought yeah. it was eighteen a year. Yeah, and he got hurt that year, right? Uh, the following did he get hurt in Cleveland that first year? It was Philadelphia game? Was it Philadelphia game he went out, or was that the second injury? No, that was. <laughs> I think that was before the question. He was healthy when we traded him to Cleveland, right? Uh, I think he yes. had just he had just gotten over he had just gotten over an injury. Yeah, maybe, and, and he but... just started to. You know, start to be himself again. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. I'm not sure if he tore his ACL in Cleveland that year or the following year. I'd have to look that up. I don't remember offhand. Like I said, he just had an yeah. ACL with us in Philadelphia in the end zone. I was standing by him when he did it. Then he got better over the offseason. Then they got, got a contract, played a year kind of with the contract, and was traded. But he and, didn't have an ACL with us, did he? I think. I think he did. <laughs> he had the high ankle with us. No, no, no. He had the broken ankle. He had the broken ankle with us, Hal. Yes, he right. broke his yeah. ankle with the Giants. Yeah. Then he went to Cleveland, got the first ACL. Yeah, okay. Then he got the set. That's what it was. He, it was serious. It was yeah, the broken ankle. It was a broken ankle. Yes. Whatever it was. Yeah, ankle. You know, he's had a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of them. The kids snake bit on that injury thing. Yeah. So that tech, length-wise, he's, he's, he's like almost still playing under the Giants contract, if you think about it, right? The uh, money-wise. Yeah, uh, he was he was released out of that contract though after twenty twenty. When he when he got traded from away from Cleveland with with the uh, Baker Mayfield trade, I call it. When Baker traded him out of Cleveland, <laughs> I think they released him from his contract. I think they released him. They didn't trade him, did they? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't have to check that. I don't no, know he he was released because he, he went from Cleveland to the Rams. Yeah, and it, right. it was like, where is he going to wind up? And he wound up at the Rams. That's correct. John, the other thing I had is uh, David Sills. What's uh, what's going on with him? Uh, I notice he's he's been, uh, you know, on the uh, practice squad for the past few games. Uh, is is there something that's going on? We don't know about. Is he hurt or? No, I mean he's he's just has been he's been beaten out by other guys by guys like Hodgins and Marcus Johnson. But uh, I imagine this week with Wanda Robinson not being available, my guess is that Sills will probably be active on game day. Yeah, somebody's going to figure out how yeah. to get in that slot. Yeah, well, we'll see. Okay, hey, have a good Thanksgiving, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll get a win Thursday. Thank you, Marty. Appreciate the call. And just FYI, folks, if I disappear here at some point, uh, Mark Lewinsky, Giants offensive lineman, who's going to be our Giants Huddle podcast guest later on today, uh, practices or walkthrough, because there's no practice week because it's a short week, is ending at one fifteen, and I might have to run if uh, I get a text here that he's ready to go, in which case, Howard Solo will wow. take you home. Taking you I, home. I understand the risk that I'm taking, leaving you Howard are. alone in here with a microphone. You are very much so taking a risk. But I'm going to do it. 
and Pearson's going to make sure everything stays under control. Well, now I realize Howard can easily overpower Pearson, but that he's behind me. I have to <laughs> and then he has an old phone that he could use as a weapon. Uh, let's go to <laughs> Ralph so in bad. Florida. He's up next. Hey, Ralph. Hey guys, uh, happy Thanksgiving. I just want to say it's an honor to talk to one of the greats, Howard Cross. Mm, People don't know you. how important you were in that second Super Bowl, catching three first downs on that, that big drive. Um, just, um, I just call it because of the overreaction to the, you know, to this loss and everybody killing Daniel Jones. I mean, Hutchinson made a great play. He kind of squatted behind Andrew Thomas, and you didn't see him. But um, I thought overall he made some great throws under pressure. I mean, that third and 15th throw, he got demolished and made a great throw to Hutchins. And um, I just feel like everybody's acting like the season's over. You know and I know football is a game of bounces. If fly intercepts that pass, come across the middle, they don't score that touchdown. If, they, if he recovers the fumble, they don't score that touchdown. So the game could be different. Game's about bounces and, and it flows. Anything can happen in football. And um, I just feel like this Thursday, make it a close game, keep it closer to the fourth quarter, and anything can happen. And just say happy Thanksgiving, you guys. Enjoy. And thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Ralph. Thank Cowboys, you. by the way, have lost three straight and four of five on Thanksgiving. <laughs> all I can say is is that this year, above all years, will, has let me know that there's no guarantees in uh, this season. There have been so many teams that were supposed to be good that aren't good. Uh, I think at the beginning of the season, Green Bay Packers were a 95% chance to make it to the Super Bowl. And now they're a 5% chance. <laughs> so that's that's a swap. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady comes out of retirement because he wants to get another shot at making it to the playoffs. And only because his division is so bad will he make the playoffs, uh, possibly. Uh they look thought, at the Vikings last week. They were eight and one. They lost forty well, three. I, I didn't believe the Vikings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the AFC West was supposed to be like yeah. holy smokes. Uh, the eight that they, they you know uh, they were supposed to have the top quarterbacks in the whole league, and it was going to be who knew what was going to happen. And they added so many great players, and nope, Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs, Chiefs. Chiefs again. Uh, the NFC West was supposed to be like, hey, look, we don't know. Arizona's going to put a big move on. San Francisco's going to be good again. The Rams are the, we're the, we're, we're in the Super Bowl. It's going to be, no, no. It just, just doesn't work that way. And the surprising teams that are coming for, like the Giants going to Tennessee and beating Tennessee the first game of the season. Yeah. No one had a clue. Oh, the Giants are going to get beat up. It's going to be bad. You just don't know. Washington down there, they're like, oh, they're at the bottom of the barrel. They're going to disappear. Poor team. They, they're having so many different issues. And all of a sudden, Heineke looks like, you know, the Midas man down there. <laughs> like the Heineke muffler or something. Like, I, I don't know how to, what, what to say. So you don't know what's happening from week to week and what guys are going to do and what they're not going to do. Michelin so, Man is what you're looking yeah, for. Michelin Man. I have no idea. <laughs> Midas touch, Heineken. I don't know. I don't want to call him a Heineken. And I didn't want to make him, you know, a beer, but I was trying to figure something out to say nice about him. But, like, you know, the, the insurance salesman is playing great. How about that? So, but uh, you, you just don't know. No, you don't. You're right. The NFL is a week-to-week league. And like, uh, the, the league was based on, you know, being high-flying and throwing the ball all over the field, and all of a sudden the run game has made a reemergence that's – if you can run the ball, you can win. So it's a lot going on right now. 201-939-4513. Rich in Virginia is up next. Hey, Rich. Uh, good afternoon, Howard and John. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy uh, Thanksgiving. Love the show as always. Thank you. I don't know, uh, John or Howard, do you know, uh, before Joe Shane asked Corey Webster to come out of retirement, 
which what's the status of Aaron Robinson? Not ready yet. Not ready yet. Uh, and Cordell Flott's another guy. I did not mention Cordell Flott when I met most of the DBs before. Uh, but no, I do not believe Aaron Robinson is is ready to go. What's yet. wrong with Flott? Nothing. Flott's fine. Oh, okay. Flott's you kind of made me nervous. No, 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 no. Like, no. When, when I when I listen to DBs that would play, <laughs> oh, okay. like, if Moreau can't go, Cordell like, Flott would be in that group. And I did not mention guy. him when I listed the guys. Flott's yeah. fine. Yeah, we got you know, they got to step up. That's that's the only thing that's gonna. That's the only thing. We had Seahorn on the Zoom call a week ago. Oh, we should have asked goodness. him. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, he's got knees. He's got <laughs> well, knees uh, like mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that bad. Yeah, I know. I just uh, echo echo the frustrations of everybody. That what's just so frustrating is this team year in and year out, and we've we've discussed it before of the rash of injuries. My gosh, it's just so frustrating. I don't have an answer for that. I mean, I've told people, I'm like, I think I think the guys train football training a lot more. I watched some ridiculous thing about the the playing surface. Oh, we got to get rid of turf. It's so bad for the guys. You can feel the difference. I'm like, there are fewer injuries on the turf than there are on grass. The grass, yeah, exactly. The grass pops up. It makes holes. It gives way. Guys get hurt on it constantly. They're talking about the non-contact injuries. I don't care what you're running. Some of these guys are jogging when they have non-contact hey, look, injuries. Guys would rather right. play on grass than turf. It's a, it's a more natural surface, and I get it. And ideally, I think every field would be grass if, if you could do that. But based half, on the Half of them would be frozen. You'd have to put pipe work in. Well, I was about to say, yeah. but based on the, the geography of these stadiums, that's yeah. not necessarily and, and if it's possible. a rainy day, it's torn up and never comes back. It, it's, it's just it's, it's a lot of variables. Well, I mean – and, and you look at the, and Evan, and, the, Evan, the Evan Neal injury, he got rolled up. Yeah, Dory but, Jackson got hit on his knee. Yeah, but like, here's, what are you the, do? here's the point, and, 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 I won't, and, uh, and people always make fun of me. I played on AstroTurf. You mean cement? Right. Yeah, I played on AstroTurf. Yeah. That's when turf was bad. That's what this new stuff, I mean, if you want to slide, if you're a quarterback and you're running full speed, you want to slide, you can slide on this. If you're running full speed and you slide on grass, you could catch a corner and it will rip that brace around sideways. Or you're, you're leaving like an inch layer of skin on the turf when you slide no, on it too, I'm, right? But I'm, but I'm saying though, like the way the quarterbacks are sliding now, right. the, the, the turf that they have now allows them to slide. The grass doesn't. Sometimes you gotta you gotta have you gotta if you got a right knee brace on, you gotta always slide on your left. That'll get caught up in your Yeah, it, it it always does. It always does. The corner always gets caught. John, so, so it's a little different. John, you probably don't John, excuse me, Howard. Uh, John, you probably don't remember, but Howard played on the old Vet Stadium turf in Philadelphia. Oh, it was and terrible. And he'll tell you, that thing had seams. That thing was just an injury ready to happen oh, on everybody. I believe it, Joe. I mean, my high school field, I didn't I didn't play high school football, but we, but we played on the field. We yeah. played other sports on the field. And it was like, you know, this is mid-90s. It was the old school AstroTurf. And, yeah. you know, we would go there and play tackle football on the weekends for fun. We'd break in and we'd play tackle football on the mm-hmm. field. And, and leave your skin all over it. Dude, <laughs> you were basically getting tackled on, like, furry cement. And just, like, a little furry. Like, it was, like, the yeah. the, the turf burns and, my God, that – I don't know how you guys did that. My, Holy my, cow. My first NFL catch was in Philadelphia. I was, like, blocking, chipping. And I kind of, like, trickled out. They threw the ball to me. And John, when I got tackled, I had a rug rash from my neck to my ankle. So it was crazy. So you never just never know. All right, I'm out, guys. See you Howard, later, you John. got it. All right.
You have any more questions or comments? <laughs> yeah. John's walking Rich, out the you door. Got anything else? You got and it? And he's gone. He, and he's gone. And so, yeah, so the, the, there's a different, different surfaces do different things, but I'm not a component of like the, the new, the new turf is like a bad thing. I think it's like a joke that, you know, they just need to get over themselves. All right. Who's our next caller? All right. We got Pete in Florida. Petey, what's happening? Howard Cross here. John Schmelk left me by myself. So whatever I say goes. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, good afternoon. I appreciate your show totally, and happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Can't wait to watch the game uh, in the afternoon. So um, how about with all the injuries we had in the backfield, defensive backfield, um, I haven't heard Landon Collins' name. Is he not active? What's his situation? And you guys can comment, and then I'll let you go. I haven't seen Landon, so I'm not really sure. I can look at the list here. I got like a lot. John's got like ten thousand pages. He's usually one running through who's active, who's not on the computer. But no, I haven't. I I didn't actually even see him in the last game. I don't know if he's injured or what's going on with him. Let me check my thing. But uh, he's not a cornerback, though. It, it really wouldn't matter if if he was uh, quote unquote active or or playing or not in the situation because the 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 players that they're missing. Isn't the safety? They're missing actual. Um, they're missing miss, missing actual cornerback. So I don't really know what's happening. Really, I'm looking it up now, uh, but that, I don't really know what to tell you on that one. Well, what about um, you know Julian Love moving to corner and, and Collins playing his spot or something? I mean, just, he's a lot of talent, you know. I mean, um, I know he hasn't been in the system that long, but jeez, uh, uh, I mean, we're talking an all, all pro, former all pro, and uh, with the resources we have right now. Um, you know, I'd love to see him get in there. Well, if 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 they're trying to understand if he's not if he's not ready, if, you know what what's up with him? You know, the deal, the deal with Julian Love is so just so you know, he wears the green dot, so he's calling the defense uh, from the from the safety spot, and he has to get everybody lined up every every play. Since uh, um, uh, my guy McKinney is is out with a broken hand, you can't really lose that guy. Like if Love goes down, I don't know who the next guy is up to do that. And you have to have a guy that you're confident in, that you that you believe in, that, that knows everything. And I'm pretty sure they're probably trying to groom somebody, for, for God's sakes, if, if something were to happen to Love on a tackle or something, uh, moving him to corner would pull, pull him out of like making those calls. So I don't know if Wink is really willing to do something like that. Okay, that's a really good insight. Didn't mm-hmm. even think about that. Yep. Yeah. That, that, that would be the reason why. Okay. You got anything else? No, that's it. You know, I just love to see the guy get in there. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I, I know. Hey, hey, we all want the guys to play for forever, but you know, time does pass us by, unfortunately. But hopefully, hopefully, he's still around, still healthy, and hopefully, he can get into some games. All right, thanks a lot, oh, and thanks. again, happy Thanksgiving. All right, we got Joe in New York. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Howard Cross here. Uh, how are you doing? How you doing What's Howard? going on? Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving to you as well. Big time fan of the Giants and a fan of yours as well. Uh, pleasure speaking with you. Um, I wanted to just follow up on the Odell Beckham uh, conversation. I know you had mentioned, you know, for him, maybe it's better off for his own um, well-being to get through the year and come back next year for his health-wise. Uh-huh. But, you know, it does seem like um, teams like the Giants and the Cowboys that are interested in them um, are actually – considering him being of value this year. So I guess my question would be, um, what is the likelihood that he can come in that quickly, uh, learn the system, and 
value this year for a run for whichever team he were to choose to go to,、uh, and maybe hopefully the Giants. So let's do this.、Uh, the, let's say this week or so, he's like at nine months,、uh, basically. So let's say that the Giants, if Thanksgiving happens and Odell wants to sign immediately after Thanksgiving. Let's say he chooses Dallas or the Giants, doesn't matter, whichever one he chooses. He chooses one of the teams. It, they'll have him on a limited reaction、uh, for the first week, trying to see how healthy he is. I'm sure they will do, they'll have to do the evaluation and test him. He'll have to probably go to both facilities、uh, to get tested if he's going to do it. If it's three facilities,、uh, let's say it was Buffalo or something. So each, each team would have to have a,、uh, their trainers and their doctors to look at him and test that knee. So that's one week gone right there after Thanksgiving. The week after Thanksgiving, he's done. The next week, a team would have to make a decision on if, if they think that he really wants to bring him in. Let's say two teams bid on him, there'll be like a slight bidding war. He'd have to make a quick choice.、Uh, that's almost a second week gone. So I don't know how many games that is in the season. I guess it's 11, 12. So now when he gets to the team, he's, he's, he's two weeks after Thanksgiving. He gets to whatever team he picks. If he picks the Giants, the Cowboys, whoever, he picks the team, he's there. Say he picked the Giants. Now he has to learn, learn the plays. He's on a pitch count. They know he's healthy, but he's on a pitch count. So they're going to have like three or four plays in for him just to have him on the field to see how he reacts. The following week, he'll have a few more plays. Now, in the first week, if they throw the ball to him, that's exciting. That's great. They might try to get the ball to him just to like, you know, get his feet wet, wet again.、Uh, if it's Dallas, they're probably going to get the ball to him a few more times and try to get him going because they need him for the run.、Uh, they said two different teams, two different reactions to him. Dallas will probably have to, will use him a lot more because they're throwing the ball a lot more. The Giants will、yeah. use him as best they can in the situations they can. Remember, the thing with the Giants is you need a down the field threat. What I keep、yeah. telling everybody, a down the field threat requires you to block a long time. So, are you going to have enough time to get the ball down the field to him? And if you do, can he, you know, can he run the deep cross? Can he run the corner? Can he run the post? Can he run you know, in the, the out and up? The things that are going to cause the, the, deep, the deep, deep overs, the things that are going to cause people to be in trail and chasing him, and how fast is he going to be? So, by week three, week four after Thanksgiving is when, like, that'll be like, Mid, mid December, I guess, or late December, is when you will find out if what you're paying for is the real deal. And that's when, that's when he will be actually off his pitch count and start to play. Because, you know, he can, train all, he can train all he wants, he can do all he wants. Football shape is basically football shape. You can't, you can't manufacture it. You got to like go out. And it takes about four live games to try to get into game, you know, game quality shape. Thank you, Harry. I appreciate it. All right. BBK Live here with <laughs> Howard Cross and the absent Judge Milk. <laughs> All right. We're going to Clay in Brooklyn. Hey, Clay, how are we doing? Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, What's going on? Happy Thanksgiving to you, and thanks again for all you've done for our time.、Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to talk about the run stopping, but I just want to add one quick thing to what you just said.、Mm-hmm. All that said, I still think if Odell's willing to come here. He's got to be an improvement over what we have. I mean, he's, the, he hurt his leg, not his hand. So he's <laughs> probably going to catch the ball、yeah. when look, it look, hits him. And we haven't had people doing that very consistently. I, I, I just look at it from a person, personal standpoint because I love the、right. kid. I think, think the most of him, and I want him to get his, as much out of his career as he possibly can. If he really loves playing, he still wants to play. 
just man, please like give it as much time as you possibly can. So you can come back as healthy as possible. And, you know, instead of having a year and a half, you could have three or four more years. That's if that's what you're looking for. I don't want yeah, that's, I, I, I only I always worry about, you know, guys that I know, especially if they ever had an injury, like be as safe as possible. Yeah, but right. uh, an upgrade, he's an upgrade almost anywhere he steps on the field on any team. Sure. Yeah. But especially this team. Absolutely. Okay. But, <laughs> my question was going to be about um, I think we have at least as good a pair of defensive tackles, maybe maybe the best pair of defensive tackles in football, but we still can't stop the run. So if we're looking to next year, do you think the problem is more that the linebacking crew needs to be improved, or do we just need like a third defensive lineman? Uh, as far as showing up the run game. Obviously, you know, Dexter's had an amazing pass rushing uh, upgrade. Uh, I'm sure Coach Patterson has had a lot to do with that. Um, but we still can't stop the run, even with two of the best defensive tackles. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are about how to make us better at that next year. Well, you know, I always tell people it takes 11 guys to, to, to play uh, defense like it does offense, but it really takes 11 guys to play to play defense. And, and defense is a picket fence where everybody has their gap across the line. So when the guys are blocking and putting their hands on you when you're a defensive lineman, some of these defensive linemen, they continue to make plays. Dex is making plays. Big Whit Leonard is making plays. But if if they get if they get on the edge and are taking their gap and the next hole has to be filled, it has to be filled. You can't overrun your hole. You can't be on the side of your hole. You have to be in your spot. Every gap has to be filled, and that's how you play defense. What's happening is that we're we're getting some guys up to the second level. If they get up to the second level, the guys aren't able to sh- to shed them and, and and you know be in the spot because they're getting edged out of the spot. So they're going to have to figure out how to get up. That's why they're bringing the safety down to play them into the box a lot because they're trying to make sure that hey, look, you don't have to cover two holes or two gaps. This is your gap. This is right. my gap, and we're trying to get everybody into a gap. And that's the biggest portion of the run game that you're seeing with the Giants. When you see guys get the edge, if you see guys get the edge, it's because of the motion that, that they've used, that the guy is stepping down to follow the motion. They're just following the rules, but the next guy on the outside has to step up. You have to, It's all about controlling your gaps. If in, in, Right. And there's, no, there's no guys like, unfortunately, I don't really see a lot of guys like me who are able to control a defensive end from a tight end standpoint to create an edge. Everybody has to be in their spot to, to get there. Understood. I guess my question is, do you think from a alignment and scheme perspective that the, the better way to improve our run defense would be, say, a third really good defensive tackle, like if we could re-sign Dalvin Tomlinson, for example? Or would it be that we need a better inside linebacker, maybe Darian Beavers if he comes back healthy next year or something like that? I'm just curious there, which there, level you think the problem is. I, think, I think if – well – with the salary cap, I don't know exactly how to explain this, but with the salary cap, they're going to have to figure out how to sign Williams. You got uh, you got uh, Dex on a, on a rookie contract. You got Thibodeau rookie contract. Uh, you got a few guys that are going to play that other edge rushing guy. Both two of them are on a, on a rookie contract, uh, I believe. So you got enough guys kind of in the front. What you're going to have to do is, you know, you're going to take a look at your uh, your next level and how can we get okay. you know bigger. The bigger, faster, stronger guys that do that in the next level, and, and it's nothing against the guys that we have. You just need no. you just need guys that if you have guys that can play behind those two guys. When like the one guy creates penetration, when he creates penetration, the gap that he that he leaves beside him gets larger. Right. 
you need somebody who's going to be able to step through that gap and, and wreak havoc, and guys are going to like backs are going to avoid going in there. Gotcha. And, and that's what okay. you're. That's what that's what you have to look at when you watch these defenses. I, I tell young defensive linemen all the time, like your job is to. If you're playing in the defense where you're where you're doing a two gap where you have you know you're playing head up and you have the gap on the right and gap up on the left that saves a linebacker because they can't go past you because you're blocking two gaps. If you're playing right. if you're playing in the gap where two guys have to block you, they have to block you. If you get penetration, they actually turn towards you and follow you into the backfield, which frees the linebacker up again. Right. So that's that's what you're looking at. You're looking at that second level trying to figure it out and trying to fit. When they fit, they look good. When they don't fit, you get on the edge, you're not going to arm tackle these guys. These guys make too much money. So as you know, Lance always reminds us that we haven't drafted a linebacker in the first round since Carl Bank. So from what I'm hearing from you, it sounds like maybe this is the year to break that streak. <laughs> oh, my God. Long-winded, long-winded little Lance. But, yes, <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right. Thank you, Howard. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well, listen, guys, this has been BBK Live. This is Howard Cross coming at you. I know that John is, you know, somewhere interviewing somebody. He's too important to be here for the end of the show. But let me just say this. I want everybody to have a happy Thanksgiving, have a safe Thanksgiving, and please come back all and listen to us going forward. Thanks a lot.